Welcome to the Reawakening You podcast, where we thrive and grow beyond trauma and abuse. I'm Michelle Spexarth, and this is episode number seven, Reconnecting with Yourself. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today? Um, We are coming into March, and so I'm super excited about that because I've got a child turning 13 and a child turning 20. My oldest is turning 20. Oh my goodness. Um, And we got spring break and all the, it's getting warm. And so we're just super glad that we made it. (laughs) We're making it through winter. Um, So anyway, there we go. I wanted to talk to you today about reconnecting with yourselves. And, um, this was something that was a lot bigger project than I thought. And so I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about it today. Um, I wrote some stuff down, so I'm going to read some of it just because, um, that way I could get my thoughts around it a little bit more. Um, when we've been through abuse, we have been reprogrammed to lose ourselves in whatever the abuser wants us to believe or do. For me, it happened slowly over time. I wanted to please, so I fell right into it. It happens with the slow daily drip of gaslighting, shaming, put downs, projecting, ignoring, emotional blackmail, emotional abuse, mind games, and the crazy making. It's no wonder a person loses themselves in something like this. Trying to please the other person is just not feel crazy. Okay. So it's not just you. So many people that are no longer in the abusive relationship find they don't even know what they like anymore or know how to think clearly to make decisions. They struggle to sometimes function in the beginning because they're kind of in a state of shock with all the new discoveries about the abuse or just that now they're left to think for themselves and they don't really know how to anymore. They just kind of lost that ability And I remember that I felt that way for myself too. Um, I can make some decisions, but um, there's others that were just, they were just overwhelming. Um, And I want to offer out these things that have worked for me to reconnect with myself. Uh, Take care of yourself. I know it seems so obvious, but it's not sometimes. And um, this one took me a little bit. I mean, yes, I was taking care of my health as far as I have great supplements that I take and I have, um, you know, good food that, that we eat and things like that. But the rest of it, um, yeah, I can say it was probably, uh, slacking a little bit. Um, so it includes eating, right? At least one thing that is healthy for you each day, get the sleep that you need. This is so important because we heal while we sleep. Move your body every day. Even if it's a 10-minute walk, it will clear the mind a little bit more every day. I know I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. So I was feeling extremely emotionally constipated, and I was just like, I have got to get past this. I've got to get through it. And so I decided that I probably need to do some extremely rigorous exercising. So we went to the sports arena in the town that I live in, and we went and ran the stairs. And the first time we did it, I thought I was going to die. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was hard. Um, but we kept going and we kept going and it helped me so much just with the emotional stuff. I was floored by that. So do that. And it's not, it's not about becoming like this physical, like brute or whatever, you know, like supermodel. That's not what it's about. It's about what it does for your mind. And if you keep your, if you keep thinking about like, when I go exercise, it's for my mind. Yeah. Okay. My body benefits too, but your mind, you would be so surprised at how much it helps your mind. Okay. So you've heard me say it before, but this is so important too, is find a therapist that understands trauma and abuse and that can help you. If you go the one, with one that doesn't, it could hurt you more than it helps you. And it can cause more trauma than you had before. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend EMDR therapy. It helps clear up so much brain fog. And that's what it did for me is it just really kind of start um, a lot of those triggers that I had, it helped to really diffuse them to be like, okay, you know, that happened. Um, and it was just, it's crazy how it works, but it's all you and you just bringing up things that happen and processing through them. And it is just, it's amazing. So, um, with that, um, with this goes with only being with people you feel safe with and that, that can be trusted. So, um, I had a friend ask me, well, how will I know? And I'm like, well, why don't you just go off of the way you feel? If you feel comfortable with them, if you feel like you can trust them, then I would go with that. But if you get something in your, in your body, that's like, mm, I'm not feeling settled here, then maybe just go look for somebody else. Um, okay. Now for more, for some more fun suggestions. Okay. Um, I wanted to try an experiment with myself. I was so scared to go and be among the people. I felt such shame and embarrassment about the divorce. And I just hid for a long time. I would go to the bare minimum of things that I had to go to. And I would just kind of, I mean, if I had to be social, I would, but then I was just like, okay, I gotta go. And, or like when I got so uncomfortable, then I would just leave. Um, so when I felt ready, and I had decided, okay, I'm tired of living like this. I started planning dinner with friends, just dinner. We would go, we would eat, we would visit. I would keep it to hour, hour and a half, um, just to, just, just to get out there. Okay. It was a big deal for me to do that. After I'd done this for a while, I started wondering if I would like to be super social and have a calendar full of social things. I made a plan that went like this. For two weeks, I would do all the regular work I needed to do. And then I would pack my schedule full of things to do with friends or other activities to keep me busy. After this experiment, I sat down and I looked at those two weeks. Did I like being that busy? Did I like being around people that much or not? What I realized for myself was that I did like going out, but I didn't like going out that much. I did a little more experimenting with this and found that I do enjoy going out, but maybe only once every other weekend. That is what seems to be my happy place. Sure, there are exceptions sometimes, and that's okay too. I get to make that decision. It's really about you being conscious about your scheduling, and it's about you being conscious of the decisions that you're making, that you really sit and you really think about, did I like that? Did I not like that? Um, you know, how, how did this all play out for me? 
So my point is give some things a try. Be open to doing something as an experiment and see what you think about it. You don't get to judge yourself while you're doing this either. Enjoy the time where you are and analyze it later. Set up some rules and a time frame for it for yourself and then see what you think. Like I did the two weeks and you could do whatever time frame works for you. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. But what this does is it helps you to really get a chance to think about what you like, to find out some things about yourself and to have a little fun along the way. Okay. So this was just a really fun thing for me because I wasn't even really sure. Um, I don't know how I felt about going out and being with friends and, um, and feeling safe and, um, all that, th- all that stuff. So it was really good for me, but I totally went into it with, you know what, I'm going to give this a try and see what happens. Um, and, and I just, you know, I, I was all into the decision that I'd made cause I did it by myself. And I just was curious to see what, how, how I, how I wanted to be with that. Okay. So the next thing is quiet time. Here's what I think of when I consider quiet time. I plan to have 30 minutes of quiet time, but then as I try to settle in, I find that my coffee is cold and it needs to be microwaved again. The dog wants to be fed. The laundry's beeping to be moved over. I'm cold and I need a hoodie. Maybe I should put the massager on my back while I sit there. Are you picking up what I'm laying down here? I can find a million reasons to not sit quietly because it freaks me out. And I'm telling you this because I want you to know you're not the only one. I am still working on this one. I'm getting better too. Okay. So now let me tell you my intention for my quiet time, what it was supposed to look like. (laughs) I sit, I pray, I meditate, I write in my journal. I just sit and I let my mind dream. Some days that's what happens. Some days not. It is getting better, but I remember when I started being intentional about this, I could not sit for more than five minutes. Now I can sit for about 30 minutes and I feel like this is good. I also love to just go and be outside. Why is this important? It allows your mind to clear and wander and think about very little. That's where some of my ideas come from for other things and where I allow myself to think whatever I want with no judgment to myself. That is important because I used to be so good at self-harm in the thought category. This may be, here's another piece of it. This may be nobody else in the whole wide world. I don't know. I didn't know what I really liked in clothing. When I went to go buy something for myself after I left, I had a panic attack and ended up having to go back with a friend to help me. I hadn't picked out clothes for myself in a long time, so I didn't know what I wanted. Since then, I bought some things that I liked for maybe two times, and then I hated them. And I also found things that bring me that content, happy feeling when I see them, and then I put them on. I tell my girls now, you can't buy it unless you absolutely love it. It may be something different for you. Here, the lesson is to be willing to buy things that maybe you find you don't like and be willing to buy things that are fun and maybe a little more daring than you think you will like. So maybe you look at something on the shelf and you're like, ooh, that's interesting. And then you get it. And then you're like, 
I really don't like this. That's okay. It's fine. Um, but then there's going to be things that you're just like, okay, I really like this. And you take it home and the more you wear it and the more you have it, the more you love it. I have pieces like that. I got a sweater. I wasn't even sure if I was going to like it when I got it. Cause we ordered it. And when I got it, I was like, Hmm, okay. And I put it on and it felt like heaven. And so, um, now it's like one of the top two of my favorite sweaters because I just love it so much. And so even when I see it on top of my dresser, I'm like, Oh, my favorite sweater. (laughs) So maybe it seems silly, but it is important. It's important to figure out what we like and what we don't like. And this will help us to reconnect with ourselves. So be willing to explore the spectrum and be okay that every decision that you make won't be stellar. You know, we got a 50-50 live going on here. So we, we're going to pick things that aren't fantastic and we're going to pick things that are fantastic. And both are okay because it gives us the opportunity to learn something. Okay, so be ready to safely explore, explore where you haven't before. Do some things that trusted friends ask you to do. Go places that you've never been before and be okay with being wrong sometimes. Some of you may be coming from the place where wrong decisions in the past cost you dearly. You're free from that now. And that was a thought error. Okay. Are you hearing me on that one? Having to be perfect, not being allowed to make wrong decisions is a thought error. Okay. So we can let that go because it is not true, is not good. Be excited to do something and have it not work out the way you want it or that you thought it would. Either way, you get to learn something and you can see how you can grow from whatever comes up in life. Okay. The way I really, the way to really reconnect with yourself is to get a full spectrum of experiences under your belt and then sit down and analyze it. When you do this from a place of love and compassion for yourself and allow yourself to do the thing and then see how you think and feel about it, you'll be on your way to know yourself better than you ever have. It really can be a lot of fun and so healthy for you to check things out. So I want you to, when trying to reconnect with yourself, I want you to Think outside the box. And if somebody asks you to do something that you've never done before, say yes. See what happens. Maybe you really, really like it. Maybe you really, really don't. But you won't know unless you try. I always tell my kids that when they bring something to me. They'll be like, what would happen if I did this? And I was like, I don't know. Let's find out. So think about that. Think about embracing that mentality of, I don't know, let's find out. Do I like this? Do I not like this? So I'm going to leave you with that this week. And I just want you guys to have a fantastic week. I love you. And kisses.